Patience and discipline have been two key things that have helped me launch my business this year. And running a business can be an emotional roller coaster, to be sure, especially when you're doing it on your own. And the reality is most overnight successes took a long time to create. Welcome to episode 10 of Content Catalyst. I'm your host, Deb Zabo. And in today's podcast, I want to share with you 12 things I've learned this year about setting up my business. Now, this isn't the first time uh, I've run a business. Uh, my first one was when I was age 19. Um, I had a few business back then, and then I also had um, another one about um, 15 years ago. So if you're just starting a business or want to level up or pivot your existing business, then I hope by sharing these 12 things, um, it may offer some inspiration to you. So number one is know your why. That was my biggest uh, thing that I started with when I began my business vision last year is uh, understanding what my why was. Why was I wanting to create a business and work for myself? Um, the reality is when you work for somebody, you have safety, security, you have sick pay, you have holiday pay, you know where your income is coming from week in, week out. And that's why many of us stay in jobs, even when we don't like them. And uh, I did like my job very much. It was a case of my why was I wanted the flexibility and the freedom to work from anywhere that I wanted to be and also, I guess, be able to be there a bit more for my son as well. And I read a book called Simon Sinek's, uh, I think it's called Know Your Why, because when you know your why, um, that's not money. And I mean, we're all in business to make money. We're all go to work to make money. But besides that, uh, if you know your why, it's the motivation for you to um, keep going when times get tough. Okay, so number two was just get started and try everything. Experiment. And that was where I started. I didn't know what my business was going to be. So I knew that it was going to be an online business. And so I started just creating a website. That was my first step. I went, okay, where do I begin? I'll start by getting a website up and running. I started I used Kajabi as my um, my website because I knew it could grow into what I wanted to do with my online business. And I trialed that. I, um, I started to experiment. And that brings me to my next point of number three is surround yourself with other people heading in the same direction because I uh, wanted to set up a business. I knew some business owners doing business, you know, businesses locally close by, uh, me, but because I wanted an online business, uh, I needed to be around people that also had um, an online business so I could understand what the challenges were and have that network of support, which brings me to number four. And that was join a coaching group. You don't know what you don't know. And even though I am a marketing strategist and it's what I've done forever, uh, I know that very, very well. However, there was a lot of things that I didn't know about starting up an online business. And so I joined a business coaching group. What that enabled me to do was shortcut the process of having to learn it myself. Because when I was learning, say, Kajabi website, I was literally up at two o'clock in the morning because it was based in America doing webinars to understand how to set things up. And then once I joined a local coaching group, um, 
I was able to get templates and get all the tools and resources at hand that was convenient for me. And it also opened up doors to um, other people that were doing the same thing. So that brings me to number five, and that is building a network. And my coaching group then opened up doors to people um, and of this wonderful community. So when I was testing out my um, website, I could publish it in the Facebook group and say, can somebody please um, test this and make sure it's working? Because often when you are working on your own, you can be staring at a, um, a computer screen for hours and hours and what happens is you get stuck in that, I can't read uh, the label from inside the jar thing where you're just staring at it for too long and you need another set of eyes. And that's why having those um, groups uh, really do help uh, keep you on track. And just to sort of expand a little bit more on coaching, it's one of those things that um, we don't necessarily, you know, even if we know certain things, it is about understanding how can I do this better and does somebody else have a shortcut? Um, having templates and resources is um, definitely a resource that I value highly. And having a network as well in those coaching groups certainly allowed me to bounce ideas off when I was experimenting and trying everything. So when I wanted to put together an online course, I could go into that group and say, hey, you know, what does this price point look like? And can you please test that this is working? So that's where the power of having a coaching group with a network um, really does uh, become one of your greatest uh, assets in business, especially when you're doing it on your own. And Number five being the thing that's helped me in my business is having that network of um, other like-minded business people and also accountability groups. Uh, accountability groups are really, really powerful, allow you to voice out loud your goals and what you're wanting to achieve. And then it's not so much that the accountability groups are going to, you know, slap you on the back of the wrist, why haven't you done this? But just by saying it out loud, you will find that it will hold you more accountable to go, I need to tick this off the list. So definitely having um, a group of people to surround yourself with, experiment to try lots of things. Um, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing what Disney said. And I love that so much because a lot of us, when we are starting out, we're getting to um, analysis paralysis. And I see this with a lot of um, people. We overthink what our business name is. We overthink our font on our website. We overthink what our social media handle is going to be. And we stop getting started because of that. It's a roadblock that comes up and no one is not going to buy your thing because of the font or the color that you've used or haven't used on your website or your handle on Instagram. All of those things will help. However, get started is, you know, the most important thing and having a one foot in front of the other approach. It doesn't matter how small uh, that movement is, it really will help you um, move forward in the right direction as opposed to standing still, coming up against those roadblocks and, um, and not doing anything and, in fact, going backwards. So that brings me to number six, and that is post content and just show up. 
And that's the other thing that I often see uh, within, you know, some of my groups and people that I speak to is they don't know what to make. They don't know uh, what content. And I was in this position as well. When I started my Instagram account for my business, I didn't know what I was really going to be sharing, whether I was going to niche down in this area or this area. So I just started showing up and I posted a reel every day and I started to get more people follow me every day. So again, just one step in front of the other. And even if it's not the right content, even if you change your name afterwards, that's okay. And I did both of those things. Um, I uh, began my Instagram channel a year ago uh, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do a 30-day challenge and make a reel every day and just see how far that got me. Now, if you go back to what I originally said, two of the things that really made a difference for me in business was patience and discipline. Patience, because often when we see Instagram and, you know, there's all these influencers going, I'm, you know, got 10,000 new followers this week. And I'm like, good for you. <laughs> it's like, where it's like, I got one and that's okay. Because the reality is when you are starting out, you have to have patience that, you're not going to probably get 10,000 followers in the first week. It's really about showing up as you and and just document what you do, share what you do, because you can always adapt and show um, up differently later. You know, I actually had a, um, a different name for both my website and my social media accounts uh, when I started. And then I got half, you know, way into the next month and went, no, that's too long. It's not resonating. Even though it was a highly optimized and um, with SEO, it just, it wasn't ringing true to where I needed to be. So then I just went back and went under my own name with my business. So that's okay too, to then um, be able to, you know, change your mind. But the most important thing is you just got to get started. So just post content. And if you look at a lot of creator accounts that are doing really, really well, and you go back to some of their original videos, and I think of one creator in the beginning, she had a YouTube channel and she does, um, she teaches video as well. And she, you know, tells her story about when she started, she was just making lifestyle videos and it didn't really grow anywhere for her. And it wasn't until that she really started to niche down on what she's doing now that she, you know, her channel uh, expanded, but she had to start somewhere. And I, and because I, you know, love helping people uh, be seen and, and recognized and heard through video marketing, um, that's one of the things that I love to be able to um, inspire people with is if you just show up, it's okay to change your mind. And really it takes 30 to 50 bad videos. And I say bad videos because we all have to start somewhere where you'll look back in you know, a couple of years time and think, oh my God, how bad were those videos? But if you didn't start making those videos, then you wouldn't have got better. So if you just start and just show up, you can always change your handle. You can always pivot your um, your content to uh, whatever you choose to niche down on. And that brings me to number seven, which is pivot when you need to. So it doesn't matter what your business name is when you start, just start. It's better to have a website up there. Now, 
Obviously, you don't want to have to go back and redo things if you can avoid it, but it's okay if you have to. And that's why I said, for me, I just started with a particular name and I went, that was based on all the research that I did at the time and was highly optimized, but it didn't resonate with me a couple of months down the track. And rather than just keep enduring it, I decided to pivot. Um, I've also done that throughout the year as well when I had an offer um, that I've put out. And this is a really good example because when my first um, menu item that I had to sell was, um, you know, some uh, content marketing planning and some coaching. And so I did a webinar and I was able to, um, you know, get a couple of new coaching clients on with those webinars. And that was great because I could help people set up their social media accounts and, and get them forward, moving forward with that, because I knew that that would help grow their business. I started sharing content and I was then becoming known as the Instagram girl. And I'm like, but I'm more than just your social media coach. I'm like, I'm full marketing strategist. And so I didn't want to then, or I then became known as the videographer because I, you know, teach people video marketing. And I also didn't want to be a videographer as my number one profession every day because I do so much more. However, what I was starting to get known for were those couple of things. And that's when I had to go, hang on a sec, what am, what message am I putting out? And that's when I had to pivot my message to be more aligned with where I wanted to go. But it was okay for me to get to that point and, um, and build that in my repertoire. And yes, I can do both of those things, uh, very easily. And I love doing both of those things, but it was only just one small component of my big picture of what I could help people with. And that's why I say it's okay to pivot when you need to. If you feel that something is not resonating, then turn and pivot and try something else. Experiment, which is back to number two again, experiment and try things. So brings me to number eight, knuckle down when you need to. And as I mentioned before, patience and discipline are two key things in business. And discipline is one of the biggest things that I've had this year. Um, I do have a tendency to work a lot. And that's because I am on a mission to, you know, make a difference and get things set up. And I believe that you do sometimes need to knuckle down and do the hard yards if you want to move the needle forward because rather than sitting there watching Netflix at night, I would come into my office and just do an hour or two. And an hour or two is enough to, again, move the needle forward, move the needle forward. What's going to, you know, how am I going to um, be able to complete my website this week? It's just by, you know, doing 30 minutes in the morning before I start work, um, whatever it is especially if you are still working full-time like I was initially. And now one of my biggest challenges is always now I've got clients that I help is I love helping them so much and I'm helping them during the week, but I also have to um, be disciplined to know that Monday is my day that I get to work on my business and I block that out in my calendar. I also put a couple of nights a week aside as well that I um, will work on my business rather than in the business. And, you know, this year I've said no to, you know, many things because of it. And that's okay because I know that I can see the big picture in things. So that's that discipline as well. 
some days I just don't feel like showing up. And then I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, what about if I just, you know, sat in bed tonight with my laptop and just, you know, finish the landing page that I'm doing. They're the little things that will help um, make a difference and move forward but it takes that discipline. You know, I've spent many a weekends this year working and again, I'm not planning on working, you know, every weekend for the rest of my life. It's just a short-term thing that I needed to, you know, do the hard yards now so I can have an easier life later. And that brings me to number nine is take risks because oh, being an entrepreneur or a business owner, it does um, involve being able to take a risk and know that, you may um, you may have to sacrifice uh, going without certain things and you uh, may not have a regular income to fall back on. And there are also times where you think, oh, you know, I could stay safe in my existing business and if I just carried along and just did this, but sometimes taking a big risk, um, it's scary. But if you've already got an existing business, for example, is taking those big risks can really help you, you know, elevate you to the next level. Um, but you have to be, you know, really willing to jump into the abyss and just trust. If it feels right, do it. And that's the part of risk. I'm not saying go out and be silly foolish. <laughs> it's like, okay, so that brings me to number 10 is I think a lot. I have ideas that sprout out of my head all the time. And so how I channel it and funnel it is I journal. And I have probably, I think this year there's, I counted like 10 journal books that I write things in and I have one for my business. I have one for my clients. I have one for my ideas. I have one for my personal life. So I've got all these different books, whether that's right or wrong, but um, it just enables me to be able to brain dump all the things out of my head. It also helps me um, calmly go to bed and not have to sit there and process things over and over. In the middle of the night, I went and did a mastermind this year with Christina Carlson was one of the presenters who is the the journaling queen. And, you know, we've got these beautiful journals and she talked about how journaling um, has been such an important part of her life, but it's also uh, been the source of where some of her best ideas in her business came from as well. So journaling really helps you to minimize that overthinking. If you've got a brain that you stress and you overthink and, um, uh, you get anxious or anything like that, journaling can really help to bring it down. When it's out of your brain and on paper, it doesn't look so bad. And it also helps to create action steps as well. And brings me to my next thing, number 11, which is plan, plan, and plan. Now I have, even if you don't know what you're going to be doing, how do you plan when you don't know what you're going to be doing? Well, last year, uh, end of last year, I got a planning calendar and I started to put all of the things on my planning calendar for this year, for 2023, on the planning calendar. Now, I didn't know what they were going to be. I just knew that I wanted to do a workshop. I just knew I wanted to launch my course. I just knew that I wanted to go away to this place. I knew I wanted to do this retreat. So even if you don't know what your business is or um, you know, you're pivoting your business. I just say plan it, just plan it because 
if you start to dream it and you think about what are the possibilities, what where where would I like to be in my business, and you actually put it on a planning calendar, I can at the moment ninety five percent of what I put on my planning calendar has actually come true, and they were literally all big dreams. So plan even if you don't know what to plan, just plan what you would like to do because it will make it come uh, and manifest itself in many ways that you can't even imagine. So planning, have a planning calendar, plan out your year and making it so much easier to break down the steps and the tasks and the resources that you need to have to help you achieve your goal. Okay, so number 12 brings me to invest in yourself. That was one of my biggest things that I did this year is invest in myself. I uh, joined a coaching business group. That was a big investment for me. And at certain times that I couldn't afford it, you know, and I was like, gosh, how am I going to afford this? But I, um, I compromised on things. I had discipline. I went without things so I could afford it because I knew that the return on my investment by joining those coaching groups was really, really invaluable. I invested into retreats. I went to two retreats this year and they have not only given me incredible business inspiration, but it was also the networks that I, you know, got out of the, some incredible relationships and networks that I um, developed by going away and doing these retreats. So if you have an opportunity to go away and do a, a mastermind or a retreat, it's it's 100% worth it. It was for me. And um, investing in yourself, and that's why I say I had, you know, things up on my board that I wanted to achieve. But also investing in yourself for me can also just mean reading a book. I'm currently listening because I listen to audio books. I find I love reading, but I just don't do it these days because most of my audio books I'm listening to when I go for a walk or I'm in the car, whatever it is. And if I don't do it, then I probably won't do it. And so I'm currently listening to Alex Hamosi's book, $100 Million Leads. And I love what he said that we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. And it's so true because it got me thinking about setting up my own business. And this year I've, you know, worked really hard to build up a social media following, to build up a database for a mailing list, um, to build up the products that I have to offer people, to fine tune the products that I have to offer people, to fine tune my pricing, to fine tune my value um, for myself, but also to other people. So investing in yourself can mean a simple thing like taking the butt out in the morning for a walk <laughs> you know it's like you get up and and invest in yourself I'm like I know if I have my green celery juice for breakfast I've made an investment in myself um, especially if I'm working a lot I need to um, nourish my body reading a book um, yesterday my son and I had a big I have a big project right now that I'm working on and I could have eased, I worked Friday night, I worked all day Saturday, Saturday night, and then Sunday, Saturday night, my son comes in and he said, mom, can we go to the beach tomorrow? And he's been so incredibly patient with me this year when he, when I said I had to work. And um, so when Dash asked me, hey, mom, can we go and go to the beach? When he asked me to do something full stop, I, I say yes. I always say yes. And it's because he doesn't ask for much. And when he does, I'm oh, I'm listening. So he was like, come on, let's go to the beach. And I'm so glad we did. I mean, I live an hour away from the beach and we drove in, but just that being able to ground my feet in the sand, in the water, get some sunshine. Well, that 
enabled me to think about what my topic of today's podcast was going to be. So having a little bit of time out and stepping away from your desk can be one of the greatest gifts that you'll do as well because it allows creativity to come in. Well, that's what I found anyway. So just to recap, my 12 things that I've learned about um, starting my business this year is number one, know my why. I know my why of what I wanted to do. And that still stays very relevant uh, a year later. Number two was just start. Even when I didn't know what my business was going to be, because I knew my why, I could just start. I could start building my website. I could start building all the framework. I could start by creating a social media account. And then I could start to experiment with different offers. Number three was surround yourself with other people heading in the same direction. That was one of the most powerful things was start to um, build a networking group, um, go out and network with people who are doing the same thing, whether it's online or whether it's in person. Um, number four was uh, join a coaching group, you know, having having a community, having that person there that reminds you rather than teaches you. Um, that's in your corner, that challenges you, that makes you accountable, that helps you go, I'm going to, instead of just thinking about doing a webinar or, or an in-person workshop, I actually nailed it in because that was one of the challenges for that month. And that's really powerful for me. Um, post content, just show up. Like I said, I was literally just posting content and that was number six. Number five, sorry, backtrack was network and accountability groups. Uh, number seven, pivot when you need to. Don't just um, keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result if it's not working for you. Number eight, knuckle down when you need to. Discipline. Sometimes you need to say no now so you can say yes, yes, yes uh, down the track with lots of joy. Number nine was I took lots of risks and some of those risks haven't always been great risks, but some of them have been amazing risks. And I am so grateful for those um, that I push myself. Number 10, I journal. Um, I, you know, make an effort to journal in the morning or at night or both. Number 11, plan, plan, plan. I am a massive fan of just putting it up, being visual with it, because if you uh, put it up on the board, if you put it up on a planning calendar, whatever it is, you have a much more. So if you would like some help to plan out your year, uh, you simply need some um, coaching, uh, jump onto my website. You can book a free 30-minute session. We can have a chat about what you're trying to achieve this year, whether you're pivoting your existing business or you want to level up your existing business or you're simply starting out a new business. We can uh, have a chat about that as well. And you can book a free 30-minute session on my website. Otherwise, you can grab a free copy of my planning uh, calendar on my website, which is debsabo, S-Z-A-B-O.com. Now to finalize, I never dreamed about success. I worked for it, said Estee Lauder. Well, I certainly dream about success, but I also work for it. So I hope today has given you some sort of inspiration to potentially help you with um, your business. Have a wonderful day and until the next episode.